Oh, happy Friday or Friday, folks. And what a wonderful Friday morning if you are, you know, for equality, justice, the real American way, all the things that Superman kind of stood for in the comic books. If you're for that, you're having a great morning. If you're scared (laughs) and have a tiny penis, you are probably shaking in your boots a little bit. Um, what a what a morning for democracy, guys. Whoa. And yeah, we are in the fourth part of the season finale of America as right. we speak. It's been a great season so far. I mean, <laughs> locking everybody up and people... It took like, a lot of turns that no one expected, that's for sure. I saw a, a good tweet today that, that Trump is having the 2020 American experience. He got coronavirus and will soon be unemployed. So there you go. Yes, that is like the perfect way to put it. That's so funny. And and just to preface this, guys out there that you're like, oh, tune into a sports show, what the hell? And it's like, okay, I love sports. Politically, I'm right down the middle, baby. I'm I'm right down the middle. You know, some conservative views, some liberal views. But at the end of the day, I know a fuck fuckwad when I see one. And we've had a fuckwad for four fucking years or four seasons of this show that have been pretty terrible. So, yeah, I agree. I and that's why I think um, isn't it like over a third of our population is registered independent anyways? It's like I think yeah. the majority is. So it's like I love seeing the and every now and then I'll still scroll through Facebook, even though I pretty much don't use it anymore. Uh, every now and then I'll scroll through. I read someone's like five paragraph like this is why Trump was amazing. You idiot kind of spiel. And I was kind of like, you know what, dude? But at the end of the day, like the people have fucking spoken. So it doesn't really, it does like, okay. If you think that all millions and trillions of us have made this terrible decision, then all right, we made the ter- we made a terrible decision by getting rid of Trump. But and then you got you got four years to bring up your new guy or new lady and uh, see where that goes. That just like just like we were able to like kind of like that hard shit to pinch out when you're just like, oh, just shit already, and then we just popped out Joe Biden. We did it too, man. That's just how it goes. That's how th- this politics thing works, you know? Yeah, and there's a, a little conspiracy that, which I love, you know, I love conspiracy theories. I like just reading them. I don't really buy into them at all, but I love this conspiracy that uh, Nancy Pelosi has, is in the works of creating a new bill or something that where they can get rid of an... Um, not inadequate, that's the right, wrong way to put it, but basically get rid of a president that isn't fit, right? A way to fire a president, like, easier, get them out. And and that's because, so when Biden and Harris get in, um, and Biden gets more, you know, dementia, and they feel like he's mentally unfit, then they can just put Kamala Harris as president. So it's this whole backstory of, like, Nancy Pelosi is in in the back end doing all these things. And so years from now, it will actually have our first female president. It's going to be Kamala Harris. And I'm just like, oh man, like it's, it's crazy. There's just a lot going on out there. Yeah. And I I, I blame the internet because the internet has created this window into bullshit. Obviously our shows broadcasted over the internet. So welcome to my bullshit folks. Cause I got a ton of it. I majored in it in high school. Thanks Damien. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like, People, common sense, when you walk down the street, go get your groceries, you go get gas, and you do things that you have to do in your every single day living life in, in this country. I'm not going to say world, I'm just going to say country at this point, what we can look at. You have to look up from the ground and see, man, economies in the shit, 
pandemic is run rampant. Cases are increasing more and more. I have to watch bubble football. I have to watch my great American sport. We watched, I watched the Niners game just a little bit last night to see a fucking peewee football team on the offensive field because nobody, nobody had the, the playbook. Wait a second. Joe and Obama had a playbook about pandemic treatment and how to take care of people if this ever happened and you made it a doorstop and you threw funding away from the pandemic sector of the White House. That is why we're here. Like, think about that. Take all everything else away, race and divide and blah, blah, blah. But just look at just simple process. When someone has a ba- does bad at their job, they usually just get fired, right? More, more often than not. And we talk, you just talked about this conspiracy theory of like unfit president. So Mr. Macho Man or Mochismo Latinos out there, I can call you out. You, you, you probably were in the army, you had a captain, you had an admiral or something like that. When you're on a ship, it goes back into the day. When you have the captain, fuck Captain Kirk. When you have unfit captains, you can remove them by a majority vote of senior staff and officers on that said ship or mission. That's how it works. Have you watched, have you seen Apocalypse Now and how Marlon Brando's character just takes over a little village? Like, wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. And it's not saying that Joe Biden's going to cure cancer because he's not. But at the end of the day, I want accountability and someone to be like, hey, dude, get out. We do this. We do this with our head coaches. We do this with our GMs. We do this with players. They start getting bad. Get the fuck out. And all of a sudden we try to shift that mentality to politics and everyone just loses their minds. I don't understand it. Yeah. And it's odd because in a way, like I've heard someone kind of compare our, how we structure our government, our presidency, whatever, compare it to like corporate America and how, yeah, it kind of doesn't make much sense because within four years, you can pretty much do minimal little tweaks and changes to an organization or how something runs, but you can't really make anything major, any major messes or improvements on the other side. Um, so eight years, eight years, you can get a decent amount. You can make an impact on things for sure. Um, but the fact that, and I mean, it's by design, obviously, the fact that the longest we can ever have one sitting president is eight years. is pretty interesting because even within eight years, what kind of either improvements or damage can any one president even really make? You can't really make anything that detrimental. I mean, we have like history of presidents dragging us through wars that were completely unnecessary and total failures. And so, yeah, that affected our country a lot for sure. But in kind of like the grand scheme of things, like I told you, I had a certain family member call me sad that, Trump was definitely losing, or at least, you know, when that was like night of the election, or maybe, maybe it was Wednesday night. And I was like, you know, what? I'm not celebrating anything or I'm not, I'm not claiming a victory, just like Biden's not claiming a victory until it's official. Right. But then I was like, you know what, when in 2016, me and a bunch of people, I was working in West Hollywood at the time, the day after the election in West Hollywood, people had like tears in their eyes. We all thought we were going to die. Like this, we just elected new age Hitler And like four years later, sure, we're not in the best spot, but we're not dead and we're not dying. Well, take that as you will. But I told them, I was like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. At the end of the day, if Biden is president, you're going to be fine. 
And it's like, they were like, you just don't understand. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Four years ago, you guys said this too. So is there a, is there a uh, conservative tears t-shirt or something or right wing, you know, cause there's like, make them cry liberal tears in 2020. And here, here's the thing. I'm liberal on certain issues. I'm conservative on others. That's part of being libertarian, like true libertarian without the focus of religion because religion is fucking stupid. But at the end of the day, it's like our founding fathers hated religion. Our founding fathers, everyone talks shit on them, but you know, you tried building a country, jackass in Georgia. So what I'm always saying is the founding fathers hated religion. They hated structure of government that was taxation heavy. That's why they broke away from the, uh, you know, the, the great empire of Britain. And then George Washington had the power and the idea that he could have been like a king. He could have continued after his eight year term. They were like, dude, you want to like, you're kind of like the dude for the job. You want to keep doing it? And George Washington was like, no, I'm out. (laughs) Not only did I fight in a fucking war that was heinous, the revolutionary war. Then I helped build the country up with this uh, constitution kind of thing. And then I had to serve as your fucking, pre- I'm done. I'm tired. Let me retire, dude. I, I fucking did my job. Let someone else figure this shit out. And that mentality is not with the current president right now. And it was not with uh, Dick Nixon either, who is kind of like a little reminder. And if it really wasn't for Watergate, Dick Nixon could have done a lot worse to this country. And one interesting one that everyone, every idiot points back to is Reagan. And Nancy was giving him cue cards. There's a great documentary that's coming out on Showtime. I implore everyone to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. It talks about how he was the actor, because he was, and he was the actor that they molded and gave fireside chats to make you feel like America was the idea again after Jimmy Carter, who was actually a pretty good president, but everyone freaked out because his tax hikes. And so it's it's a game. It is a game. And it also is a dog and pony show at the same time. So you have to take a lot of these things with a grain of salt and you have to be as an individual, you have to be smart. George Carlin. And I take this to my grave. People are stupid, dumb, scared, unintelligent. They get in groups and they start wearing the same fucking hats and they start joking and dressing the same. And they have an Antifa fucking thing. And he's, and whether they're right or left, you're both sides, not good, but an individual, a person of sound mind and a person that can actually do things by themselves and has their own way of thinking is beautiful. You can see the universe in their eyes if you really look hard enough. And I think that is true. I think you got to be your own person. I think you have to think of things on, on, across the board on all different scales and all different light. And my opinion with this whole election or the way Donald Trump is, when I looked at Donald Trump running for the first time and when I looked at him being the uh, candidate or the, the nomination for the Republican Party, I was like, do you realize that this man has bankrupted every business he has ever touched? Do you realize that he has screwed over every deal he has tried to make? He is a debt monger and you don't think he's going to do that here in an office that means more to me than corporate America, by the way. And then the other side of it, I just... Anxiety, depression, yeah, internet, body image, whatever, throw that in the can. But everyone waking up to a CNN tweet or a Fox News tweet of what the president says or doesn't say is unhealthy. And I want the country, I'll take the safe old white man to guide me through than the, uh, you know, orange Cheeto farting 
piece yeah, of Yeah, same. I'm I'm missing the days where we had a leader that could form like a a sentence that made sense and wasn't just it feels like it feels like whenever Trump would speak on anything, it was just kind of on the fly, not professional, just kind of winging it. Um, made me think of this one guy I worked for many years ago, young, kind of young CEO. He was actually, a, he called himself a serial business starter because he was the kind of guy who would just start a business, try to scrap it, sell it for some money, start another business. Yeah, right? Kind of sounds familiar. Um, and he was giving like a town hall speech to this whole, to our whole company, which was a small company, but let's say about 30, 40 people. And he said something about how they want to make changes to the hiring process, how they bring on new people onto the team. And he said something to the effect of like, cause in the past we haven't been very good at that. Or we've made some like, you know, big mistakes when it comes to our hiring and building our teams. And it was kind of funny because all of us kind of looked at each other, like, are you, are you talking about us? Like, <laughs> like, do you not like us? Like, it was just like a weird, and I feel like Trump would do the same shit where it's just like, he kind of insults even his own people. And like, his, you know what I mean? It's just very weird. And then hearing him speak live on CNN, or at least uh, I watched it through CNN, his like addressing everything. He was just calling out literally everyone, even insulting, like he was basically insulting the entire country of voters. Like he only wants to, the only way he can lose is by fraud and cheating. He doesn't, he can't actually believe that people have voted him out, which is extremely alarming. And I don't know why people don't see that. <laughs> well, there's that. And then also the fact that like, he might go to jail after this, his family's going to be out of a job. I mean, they, they really, this was the wrong guy for Republican people to, to pick, you know, and it, it was the, I always use this analogy and call me a comic book nerd, but that's what I am. I always use this analogy. It's the mob that hires the Joker to take out Batman. They were so out of power that they just decided to give a madman the keys to their kingdom and it got worse. Batman still stopped the Joker, but Gotham City, the mob was never going to be the mob ever again. The mob lost out and then you had criminals like Two-Face and the Penguin take over different sections of the city. So that's what I mean. It's like you, you, you are so desperate to win that you go with the mad dog. And sometimes, it, it, like, look at Antonio Brown. He's going on the Buccaneers, right? You know, let's get back to sports a little bit. Antonio Brown, are you giving the keys to Antonio? Dude, Antonio Brown is living at Tom Brady's house. Like, I didn't know that, really? Yeah, like, is Antonio Brown, like, does Giselle make him food in the morning? Like, does, like, oh, does Antonio and then, but, but is Antonio Brown like looking up Giselle up and down, you know, like, hey, yo. see, this is shit. Like, are you letting the, the man into your house? And I'm not, I'm just saying that there are people in sport. It's like Aaron Hernandez is a killer. It's like, you know what? Let's just get him. We need a tie end. Can we get, can we get him out of prison? He, he can only go, he can only play football games and he goes back to prison. Right. Like, are you really selling your fucking soul like that? I, I don't think you should, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's right. And I think that that's just like stupid, but corporate America and business and guys that are cut from the cloth that Trump is, they, they, they don't care. They don't have any moral high ground. And they're so man, men of conviction, 110% that whatever I say is right. Everyone else is wrong, but they firmly believe that everyone's like, how can he sleep at night? I'm like, cause he believes it a hundred. Mm -hmm. like, he believes everything he says. It's so, delusion. 
For sure. So if I had a GM like that on my team or an owner, Jerry Jones, I would probably yell for their head on the stake, right? The Washington Redskins fans are now Washington football team fans mm-hmm. have wanted Dan Snyder's head on a stick for over 20 years. I have friends that are, that are Washington football fans that check in on the team. Like you check in on a crazy ex-girlfriend, like, is she okay? Like, I'm, like I guess she, <laughs> oh, she's got a good life going on and they want them to do well, but they cannot fully support the team because their owner's a fucking idiot. So how can we not have that accountability in our politics is, is really difficult to say, but it's also fear. Fear is a great factor in the getting people to not give up the ghost. And that's where we are as a, as a, as a country in our heads. Um, there's a lot well, of- that's why I feel like using the analogy of the Cowboys is perfect because Cowboy fans will 100% just say that their team is the best all of the time every year <laughs> they're, they're amazing and they're america's team and it's just kind of like i feel like that's the uh, the trump fan rhetoric is like well no he's the best president we've ever had he's done he's done more for minorities than any other president has ever done and it's just throwing all these like just random made-up facts that i'm kind of like what are you talking about like i think you just read something off of uh tommy lauren's instagram you know what i mean like what what are you where are you citing your sources i yeah it's very it's very strange it's it's more of like a fandom than anything else and that's what kind of sucks i guess that's what you get for hiring a celebrity personality tv personality to be your president but even before that just a hustler and swindler and i and i want to get back to this cowboys thing because this is a sports podcast I want, Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson in 92 and 93. But he was taking too much attention away from Jerry Jones. What does Jerry Jones do? He fires him. Switzer gets there and the Niners win the NFC title game the next year. And then the year after that, Switzer wins the Super Bowl. Keep in mind, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmitt Smith were on that team. They also had a really, really good defense. So the Cowboys sense any sort of competency when Jerry Jones also became the GM of that team. Let's see. So this is after the Bill Parcells finish. They've only been 13 and 3, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, and 13 and 3, 10 and 6. That is one, two, three, four, four winning five, excuse me, five winning records in the last. 18 years, five times they've had a winning record. The last few years, eight and eight, nine and seven, four and 12, one, 10 and six aberration, 12 and four, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, six and 10. Mediocre, mediocre, absolutely mediocre. Since then, another team like that we're fans of that has been kind of dog shit has made it to two Super Bowls, three NFC title games, has not won it, but at least has gotten that far. Cowboys have not. We both have five Super Bowls. We're both sitting there waiting to get that one for the thumb, as we call it. And what the fuck? You know, how can you not how can you not like put that in your brain and think there and sink there? And now, Cowboys, man, I know you're going to be loyal because there's some sort of nostalgia. But I've always compared America's team to America. It's this mm-hmm. feeling of nostalgia when we used to be great again. And you know what, what made you great? diversity of power (laughs) you know jerry jones was just the owner you had a good gm you had a great coach that's how you guys won games that's how you guys were able to build all this 
And at the same time, that guy, the owner gets rid of everybody and is the owner and the GM. The buck stops there with him. And look at your team right now. And you won't pay your quarterback who, how funny would it be if, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm knocking on Kyle and Kyle Shanahan, which we're going to get into in a second. I'm knocking, I, I'm knocking at each other's doors. I'm calling. If I'm Kyle Shanahan last night watching that game, if I'm Kyle Shanahan on the sideline, I'm texting Dak Prescott. Hey, how's your leg, dude? Leg doing okay? And if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm like, hey, bro, how's it going? Sup? Sup? How you doing? Sup? <laughs> what you doing right now? Hey, 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 Kyle, I'm just watching that Thursday night football game. It looks fun. See, you guys don't have a quarterback right now. What's going on? Oh my God. Are, you, are you favoring Dak? Do you like Dak? Um, so yeah, let's move into this subject since, you know, it is a sports podcast. And so here's my thing as a Niners fan and as an object, again, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of my teams, but I will, unlike Trump supporters, call out my teams for sucking. I will always do that. Right now, this week, as of last Sunday, I, I broke up with Jimmy Garoppolo in my heart. I'm mad at him. We're fighting and I, right now. And I, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo took his last snaps as a 49er uh on sunday i think jimmy garoppolo will be cut at the end of the year i think kyle shanahan cannot deal with jimmy not that jimmy as a person isn't great not that jimmy has doesn't have talent jimmy will find his career somewhere else and i really think it will be new england i think we will sell jimmy back to new england um for some picks or maybe a pick but the other thing is is i look at this division russell wilson kyler murray Jared Goff. What's the three biggest things they have in common? They don't get fucking hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is like Mr. Glass. He constantly mm-hmm. is getting hurt. And the reason George Kittle is hurt is because of Jimmy Garoppolo. In that first game against Arizona, that pass should have been chest high. Such a wide open throw. George Kittle being the amazing athlete beast he is, jumps up like two feet to try to get it. Someone gets to his ankle and he's had this bad ankle sprain the entire year. And the 49ers have reinvested in George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, all these guys. They're going to be here for a while. Jimmy is not on the reinvestment list. So mm-hmm. you take away the weakest link and you go find somebody else. Now, I've heard rumors of trading for Jacoby Brissett uh, in Indianapolis in the offseason. That would be nice. He's, he's pretty mobile. Philip Rivers took his job for no reason. Um, but I think the marriage of Dak Prescott, who is mobile, who hasn't had an offensive line in a while, who put all his faith in Ezekiel Elliott, and we see how that's going for the Cowboys because Ezekiel Elliott can't carry shit. And Kyle Shanahan being like, dude, I need a quarterback that like is athletic. I need a quarterback that can move around because that's Shanahan's. And when I saw Nick Mullins, Shanahan's offense, and when I saw Nick Mullins last night, Nick has a little bit of spry to his step. He's just not a great thrower, and that's where he loses. But man, Kyle Shanahan's scheme is one of the greatest things I've ever seen because guys are wide the fuck open. Like, it's like, how the hell did that guy, like, mm-hmm. why is he wide open? And Jimmy has had this offense for almost three seasons and, it's, and he can't make throws and miss guys. And Nick Mullins, we know for sure, cannot make throws. So it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Um, and I'm okay with it. I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm okay with tanking the rest of the season because then get, we get another a high draft pick again, kind of like the year that Jimmy G got hurt. Uh, we ended up getting Bosa because we were able to be so shitty and get the high pick. So get another high pick. 
I miss Bosa so much. Oh, dude, the Niners pass rush misses Bosa and Solomon Thomas real bad. Real yeah. Bad. So I think that I'm putting – it's great. I don't have to stress out about my football team because my football team sucks. It's great. So I'm <laughs> cool with that. This is one of those years where you kind of like – like last night I watched the game and I was like, oh, they're trying. <laughs> the little Niners that could, the Niners yeah. That could. I texted you. I was like, the little Niners that could, and they could not at all. There were moments. Yeah. There were flashes, but, you know. Um, but I am impressed that they have shown up and fought in these games. They're not the New York Jets or the Dallas Cowboys that just get blown out all the time. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. And as more players continue to test positive for COVID, not just the Niners, but the Texans had to shut down their facility, really making you think about the NFL's priorities and where their bubble system lies, right? Like what mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> I mean, there really is no capability for them to do a bubble, right? I mean, it would be like, how would they really do, how would they do that? I don't think it's ever, it's not happening. Yeah, I don't think. I think they're just writing this out. And they asked Kyle Shanahan uh, at the end of the game, like, hey, you know, there were talks about postponing it till Monday. And he's like, you guys talked about postponing this game till next Monday. NFL didn't say anything to anybody. They were acting like we were all good. And literally, he had 85% of the playbook scripted out. And then Kendrick Bourne tested positive. And then he was like, you know what, guys? I, I'm just taking, I'm taking the guys from the streets. I don't want anyone to get sick, which I respect. And at the same time, he had his like, I have to tear up my entire playbook and try to teach these kids how to play football at the professional level, you know? So yeah, it's good, good practice. We're, we're practicing this season. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it is. And, and it kind of is like the season where Jimmy uh, tore his ACL and stuff. We're just seeing who wants to stay and who needs to go. And that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Because you really can judge character from how, um, how players play in a bad, bad spot. Everything's easy to run downhill. But to go uphill like this, that's where you see where your real, your real leaders are. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's how I feel about that. That's how I feel about going there. But we have some NFL picks to be made. The season. And you are beating me now by four. 30 to 26. Alex is in the lead. <laughs> what, that, what was that cackle? <laughs> that, was, that was my evil and winning cackle. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it A little Beavis and Butthead kind of. <laughs> 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 so normally we have uh, seven games to pick from, but since our Niners are not playing on a Sunday, we will only have six this week. All righty. The New York Giants versus the Washington football team. <laughs> I'm going to go with our uh, generic store brand team, the Washington football team. <laughs> I'm going with Washington as well. <laughs> Oh, God, that sucks. What is the update on them settling on an actual name? I think it's going to be their name forever. I really do. (laughs) Uh, We talked about hating their their owner and or fans hating uh, Dan Snyder. And one guy literally bought up every name that they could think of. Yeah. And he owns the trademark for those names. And he won't let he won't let Dan Snyder buy them. Uh, uh, at all because he wants Dan Snyder gone and then he'll give him up. It must be it's good to silly. have money. It must be great right? to have money, dude. The elite rich, they can have so much fun. <laughs> That's just so fun. It's like, you can't have this name until you leave. 
Right? <laughs> You're not getting his name. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Lions at Vikings. We were surprised by the Vikings win last week. So proud of them. So proud. And it's funny, Jess, our, as we, as we keep mentioning week to week, Jess, our resident resident Minnesota fan. (laughs) You gotta have one. They're great people. They're great friends. I had a great time in Minneapolis and, uh, you know, I enjoyed the uh, Juicy Lucy. It was great. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, but she was texting me last night, like, if we did it last week, you guys can do it this week. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet in Minnesotan. And then she texted me at the half, or no, right after that, like in the third quarter. And she was like, oh no, what happened? And I was like, I told you, girl. <laughs> like, dude, it's a peewee football team playing offense. Like, that defense was like trying in the beginning, and like it looked like a glimmer of could have been the greatest upset ever. And then all of a sudden, like, that one guy, because that's how I looked at it the whole time. That one guy, and then that one guy, and then that other guy that I don't know. He dropped that. He dropped that touchdown, and I was like, "Ooh, if you put that touchdown, you put that pressure on Aaron Rodgers." Ooh, but then it that momentum is such a funny thing, right? So, mm-hmm. Jess is so sweet. I would. I tuned into the game. I had another Niner fan buddy of mine that I was just talking to before we went on the air, and he was like, "I didn't even watch it, bro. Why would you watch that?" And I was like, "I just wanted to see kids try." Yeah, and it's funny. I I watched the game with someone last night too, and I was like, in a weird way, I want to see this. Like, I want to watch them, even if I know they're failing. I want to watch them fail. I want to see. And every now and then, you know, Nikki would give us a little like he would actually have a good pass, and I'm like, oh my god, Nikki! And then it would you know crumble and kind of fail and go nowhere. Um, but there's something about like sticking. You got to stick through the shitty times too. I got to watch it go down. I'm a, everyone, you know, Lakers won this year. It took six years to make the playoffs again, let alone win a title in 10 years. But man, I remember watching Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram fuck shit up. I remember that. I watched that for years. I rooted for them. I remember Josh Hart being great. I remember the rise of Alex Caruso. Garbage time and Alex Caruso started playing. And then when LeBron came here, it's like, why are we keeping Alex Caruso? Alex Caruso hustles. That's why we're keeping Alex Caruso. Like, Makes sense. You want to see that. It tells the story. It tells the narrative. It, it tells that whole thing. I also, I really love our coach and you know, he could have played a couple receivers last night. And he didn't because they were in contact with Kendrick mm. Warren who can't catch a fucking pass, but catch COVID. No problem. And I, I'm just saying like, that's a good coach. That's a smart guy who's going to be here for a long time. And I'm happy that he's our guy. And he was scheming players open just nick mullins and the players themselves were just not talented to be open like it's just mm-hmm. how it goes just how it shakes out uh so who do we have uh in this game vikings lions who you got i'm gonna go lions Ooh, i know Jess, Crazy. i'm gonna be weird and i'm gonna go vikings <laughs> that's for you jess that's for you jessica that's for you one more time. <laughs> All right. Our, Max sings R&Bs in another podcast. Guess that R&B song. Okay. Sheehawks against the Buffalo Bills. Um, God, I would love it for the Bills to win, but I just don't think they will. So I'm just going to go Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks as well. I love the Bills. I just, I love people from Buffalo. They're insane and they're great. But at the same time, it's like, 
Russell Wilson continues to pull everything out of his ass. No. In a game that's about pulling shit out of your ass, because the Bills do that too, you got to go with the master of disaster, and you got to go with Russell Wilson. The Raiders take on the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to bring it. Who? Are, where are they playing? Here. Oh, yeah, I'm still going to go Raiders. No, I'm still going, I'm still going Raiders because even, <laughs> even, remember people, even if people were allowed to go to this game, it would be 90% Raiders fans at a Chargers game. Remember that. Yeah. Remember that. Even they'd still have home field advantage. Los Angeles is still Raider country people. Mm-hmm. Why we don't have them to make more money for our economy. I don't know. <laughs> like the amount of bail bonds, man, we could tax. If you get arrested at a Raider game, which you will, if you get arrested at a Raider game, your bail bond goes to California schools. Perfect. Los Angeles County schools. Easy peasy. You get convicted yeah. of assault at a Raiders game. You post bail, this and that and the other, all into the LA County schools. That's why the Raiders need to be in town. Any sort of dysfunction, riot, blah, blah, blah. Anybody that gets arrested and held accountable goes to the California, Los Angeles at the public school district. Come on, people. Think yeah. about this shit. Yeah, this is a good policy. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted the LA riots, for God's sake. Come on now. That would have been my football team. I had the cheerleader outfits ready to go. I had the fucking riot down smoke thing ready to go. I had it all ready to go. The t-shirt guns, it's actual guns. (laughs) I had t-shirts that said, I survived the riot this week and I'm going to do it. And then on the back said, I'm going to do it again next week. Like, you know, I had it all planned out, man. And we were going to, when we were going to get the Jacksonville Jaguars at city of industry back in like, what is this 12 years ago now? Anyway, we're both picking the Raiders against the LA Chargers. Raiders. Raiders. The autumn wind is a raider. He is quick. He is cunning. He plunders and he pillages. Okay. That was good. That's the old NFL films thing. That's so funny. The autumn wind is a raider. Okay. Steelers at Cowboys. Steelers. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> no explanation. You think the still is gonna win? Yeah, no explanation really needed for that one. So I will be watching the final game of our picks with a buddy of mine at the public house here in Vermont. You shout out to them because it is Daddy Bowl two, Daddy Bowl two, Daddy Bowl two. Where <laughs> Daddy? Daddy Bowl two. The <laughs> ageless Tom Brady now hosts the aging Drew Brees. What do you got? hate to go against Daddy Drew, but I don't think Daddy Drew is going to churn that one out. So I'm going to go with Papa Tom. Yeah, Papa Tom. <laughs> I, I think uh, a home-cooked meal from Giselle makes all the difference. I think Tom Brady wins. And Antonio Brown's first game. We will see the drama in that shit. We will see the drama. Oh, man. Daddy Bull. Daddy Bull, too. I don't love, I would just watch that to be a little like turned on. You know what I mean? Dude, I think like now we're getting to a point where I, I'm getting not scared, but maybe the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. I, I actually am down for Tampa Bay to do well because I don't want to see Russell Chicken do anything. So, yeah, I agree. Even though I'm kind of over 
Tom Brady winning shit. Like it just makes me kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, come on. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want the Seahawks to prevail. <laughs> yeah. I, for as much people hate Tom Brady and I don't hate Tom Brady, but Pete Carroll's the biggest skis piece of shit I've ever seen walk this earth. Sometimes he, him and Trump got something in common. I think they touch people in inappropriate places. Hey, no, hey, no. You know? So anyway, moving on from my conspiracy theory of Pete Carroll and the tell all book that Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson will and Marshawn Lynch will write one day. Um, <clears throat> Let's move on to what you're watching in the pop culture world landscape after NFL picks. Um, let's see. Still creeping through the boys. Uh, but I'm trying to think. I honestly am in the market for. Uh, did I tell you? Did I don't? Did we talk about how I finally watched like all of Blade, like the original? And Wait, I'm kind did of you like watched the whole trilogy. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. But I did want to talk about like. It is kind of more Halloween relevant, but fuck it. Blade was great. Um, I do love the first one. It's so of its Isn't it kind of surprising they haven't tried to like reboot that? Like uh, present they're talk- day? They're talking about it now again. Oh, okay. I mean, I would, I would watch it, but who the fuck would play Blade? Who would be like the new Blade? You need a badass. It better I not love- be Michael fucking B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is Creed already, and he's also Killmonger. Like you can't, you can't get him. You can't spread him Good. thin. Good, because I'm just trying to think of who would be equally as much of a badass. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Leslie Snipes at that point. I don't know. As long as it's not Kevin Hart, I think we'll be okay. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be so terrible. Imagine a Kevin Hart Blade movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Vampires trying to get me. No, 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 no. Blast. That, that mama, was... is that you? <laughs> mama, mama, you a vampire. Down, down, they took my mama. No. Yeah, that would be fucking awful. Um, I want to say there was something someone recommended to me. Actually, someone recommended that uh, the main person who was interviewed on Social Dilemma, that documentary, was just on Joe Rogan's podcast. And apparently yeah. they go like way more in depth and way or talk a lot longer. And I'm actually really curious about that. I might it's like three fucking hours. Well but since it's we called do, a conversation. It's called a conversation. <laughs> since we do have, you know, rain in LA this weekend, shocker, I may be indoors uh doing nothing for a lot longer than anticipated. So I might give that a shot. Um and then I'm going to continue to tune in to the never-ending season finale of the United States. So, what about you? What's been going on? Uh, what about me? I, I love Blade, uh, the first one. Two is terrible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, so should I not watch the other ones? Watch them. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Look how okay, I did that. Okay. Um, I, Mandalorian first episode dropped last week. Well done, John Favreau. John Favreau, keeping Star Wars in our hearts where it belongs. Um, and at the end of the day, it's uh, hmm. I just I just got to say that like, what else have I been watching? Uh, I've been watching Mad Men uh, constantly, and especially right now, it's so relevant. Just like the election part and everything, and you know, uh, women in the workplace and all that stuff. And it's like prepping myself if if Trump won again to how that life would look or what people want it to look like. 
But what's great about that show is I will always say that in the beginning, the first season or so, you get this entire um, backstory of like how things were. And then as the culture shifts in the 1960s, because the show starts in 1960 and ends in 1970, you start seeing the rip, the, the counterculture start taking place and women doing things for themselves or advancing themselves in the workplace. Abortion's a big topic. Politics, a big topic, you know, psycho- psychology, like every taboo thing you could think of back then is just brought into light with that show. So it's, it's really well done. Um, what else have I been? Uh, oh, I watched not the Witcher. Mention, I was going to say, not to mention, John Hamm is just a babe. So I know you can't watch even it. edit him on that show. Like, mm-hmm. even you're like, damn it, Don, what are you doing? And then you're like, ah, but you're hot. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I just feel like at the end of the day, like, uh, let's see. I watched, oh, The Witches. I watched that on Halloween with, uh, with Anne Hathaway. Um, and I loved the book when I was a kid. I love Roald Dahl books, like Charlie and Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. uh, BFG and stuff like that. So it was actually pretty good. I felt like if it would have been released as I de- the idea was for it to be in the theater during Halloween and the promotion and maybe some different t- sort of edits and, and, and consistency with the way that the film was done, it might have been bigger than it was, but it was okay. Like, I felt like she was really, really good in it. I don't know why everyone hates Anne Hathaway, but I, I love Anne Hathaway. I think she's fantastic. Really? She annoys the shit out of me. See? There it is. I don't, I don't, why? I don't, I don't understand this hatred of her. I don't get it. I don't, what is she really good in? Like, what do you like? I love her in Brokeback Mountain. Oof, like, honestly, I, I barely even remember her being in that. Well, she, she's really good as the, as the wife that knows something's going on with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, okay. I liked her in that. I, I loved her as Catwoman. I thought she nailed, she nailed Selena Kyle pretty well. Um, and I, re- I, I loved her in this movie because she went like this, like Jaja Gabor accent and was really just mm. like full on into it to a point of like borderline cheese, but like not, she didn't cross the line. Mm. So I like her. I think she's, she's likable in those things. Um, what was the other movie? Oh, Robert De Niro, the intern. That's a great heartwarming movie where Robert De Niro is an older intern and works at this fashion thing that she starts. And she's like a startup CEO and she's like busy all the time and all this stuff. And like, he kind of tells her like, you know, gives her the, the rope. Mm-hmm. Life. Beautiful. I, think, I don't, yeah. I don't think I've watched that one. I need to, I need to do that. If you're looking for a heartwarming movie and as Robert De Niro is my favorite actor, but if you're looking for a heartwarming film, and understanding like, hey, Robert is not going to kill anybody in this film. Then you watch the intern. <laughs> oh, he's not going to brutally murder someone? Shit. Yeah. There's no Italian mob? There's no Italian mob. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he's just an old man that's lonely and bored and has services to offer the youth of America. Services to offer the youth. <laughs> All right. Well, and wisdom and wisdom, wisdom stuff. You know, it's it's a really cute film. You should people should watch it. It's really really good, and I like I like her in that movie too. I understand where she comes from in that film. So I don't, I just don't get. And it's it's not men. Men like Anne Hathaway. It's women that just like oh fuck her, she sucks, man, man, man. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like a 
did I, did Anne Hathaway do something to someone? Like, did, I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes me think of a stereotypical theater kid in high school that was just like uh, annoyingly eccentric and like socially awkward and just kind of like too much. Like, ugh, you're too much. Your personality's too much. But I'm sure, like, honestly, with her acting, I can't really. Uh, which Batman movie was she? Catwoman? Yeah, Dark Knight Rises, the last Nolan one, the last Christopher Nolan one. I'm going to have to rewatch that because I don't know. I don't remember her really being spectacular, thinking she was spectacular at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, eh, you're whatever. Like, I felt like the, the character she played in that Modern Love show where she's like super bipolar um, is how she is in real life. <laughs> like a little crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's so interesting. Look, that, like most women don't yeah, like her. Most women don't like her. And the other thing is, look, she shouldn't have won her Oscar for Le Miserable. Look, look I have my own problems with Le Miz. Le Miz sucks. It makes me Le Miz. It makes me miserable. Fuck that play. <laughs> fuck that story. I don't give a shit. But, uh, it's she won her Academy Award for that. And I'm like, why? Ooh, that's another movie. Rachel getting married. Good one. That's a good one. She's yeah, she talking about someone that has mental issues and is an alcoholic. And she is Rachel? actually Rachel getting married. And she's in that. She was nominated for that movie. That's a good one, too. She's good in that. You might like that because she plays unhinged. <laughs> You're down for that. You're like, yeah, this is probably. Ooh, yeah, I'm looking at, I just Googled it. Yeah, she looks crazy. Let's watch this. <laughs> yeah, you look nuts. Let's do it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I have a question for you, actually. What's up? Um, because movies have been fucked. What, what is the update on Robert Pattinson Batman is what's going on with 2022 because ah, he, he got COVID of course he would that doesn't even surprise me at all yeah he, he got COVID but um, but now so they 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 filmed like 60 or 70 or 70% of it and then they were almost done and then they had reshoots and then he got sick during reshoots and so they just uh-huh. like yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough right now. I mean, and especially since they're shooting in London, which I'm really happy about with that movie because it's back to the Pinewood sets. Now, now, Christopher Nolan, beautiful, loved. Batman Begins was great, but Dark Knight was absolutely brilliant. It's actually one of the best films of all time, let alone comic book movies. And then Dark Knight Rises was pretty good. And they filmed that in Pittsburgh and they filmed Dark Knight in Chicago. But to go back to Pinewood, where the Tim Burton Batmans took place, that's going to mm. have that look and feel of, of that time. Now, I know this is Ben, ben Affleck's Batman's origin kind of thing, but at the same, I loved Ben Affleck as Batman, by the way. But I think that's a cool look and feel to that Tim Burton mix of like noir meets like kind of scuzzled, but like what, do you, what would you call it? Uh, like what's Tim Burton's style? It's like Halloween camp sometimes. Like it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's returning to that mm-hmm. kind of ideal, especially you look at the way that Colin Farrell's penguin looks and um, the way the Riddler is depicted as like a, a serial killer, which I think is kind of a cool way to do it. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for it. So looking forward to that. And Zoe Kravitz as a Catwoman, I think works really well. So. 
Yeah, I hope because I mean, I've especially after watching that high fidelity series, I it's not like I ever really disliked the girl. I kind of had no real opinion of Zoe Kravitz. Um, now I really like her, and I'm just hoping she doesn't let me down. But I'm, she's got like the sexiness, so I just hope she can, you know, pull off that personality. That's the biggest thing with any Batman or duality character. Like I loved Michelle Pfeiffer because of Michelle Pfeiffer reasons, but then. When Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway came into the mix, she nailed the sassiness of Selena Kyle. And I dug that. I missed that. That's something that you get from the comics and stuff. So, because she's not all bad. So, yeah. So, hopefully, Zoe Kravitz has that same kind of swagger. There's a swagger to Catwoman Selena Kyle. There's like this, just like. Totally. Yeah. And you, yeah. Need that, you need to have it where you're like, you're like, damn, girl, but man, I want to kiss you. You're like, damn, you're just like <laughs> annoying me, but fuck, I want to kiss you so hard. It's like, that's 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 where Bruce gets it. That's where he needs it, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and yeah, like, that's kind of it that I've seen. So we'll move on and, uh, you know, continue before someone just calls this uh, election and we can finally move forward to uh, the new season of America that starts in 2021. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've heard interesting things about what people anticipate for 2021 already. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God, please, please share some of these tidbits. Well, it's just people. Well, I think it's just people that are so dramatic over like Trump losing. It's just they, they think like, oh, now we're going to be in bed with China and all of our businesses are going to suffer and we're going to lose more. Jo- like all just all this shit. And I'm just like, oh, uh, my God. businesses already suffered under Trump more than they had under Obama. What what do you the, these people are so fixated on the stock market, which is important. I understand that. And your 401k or 403CB. See, I know my shit. <laughs> but what does that mean? for other people. Did anybody, it's on Disney plus if you have it, there's the, uh, the Winnie, the Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin with Ewan McGregor. Hmm. And one of the big things about that movie is he works for an umbrella company uh, and luggage, luggage and umbrella company. And he has to come up with an idea at the end to like save his job pretty much. And he goes back and he's like an old, you know, he's older and he's sad. But then Winnie the Pooh and his friends come along and like, you know, interact with them. It's really cute. But what he ends up figuring out at the end and presents to the board is that if you don't make your prices affordable for everyone to think that they can go on vacation, there is no economy. And it's kind of like a social commentary on the economy is that you have to like give people the idea or the, excuse me, the opportunity to make a living so that they can enjoy the randomness of life or consume things. You have to be able to do that. Otherwise it doesn't work. And I think all the, all these, you know, rich people are like, I'm losing money in my 401. It's like, dude, you will continue to lose money if people don't have jobs. <laughs> like that's just how it goes. People mm-hmm. need jobs to make money, to buy your shit. Exactly. Whatever that was. <laughs> that was actually an alert for another call that has to start soon. I was like, oh, that was so loud. <laughs> that was that was basically like that's my new Max made a point. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> but, Just leave that in there. <laughs> yeah, I am leaving that in there. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so anyway, I know you gotta hop off uh, soon, but this was 
always is a pleasure and uh you know we'll we'll talk about more shit next friday hopefully we'll have watched and binge watched more of cnn to to have a oh yeah some new get some new anderson cooper quotes that's my what i'm looking forward to for sure i've been watching abc news because it's the disney version of the news (laughs) it's a little a little lighthearted and it doesn't have it doesn't have that intensity and then like let's go to an alert poor john henry you know and that guy's just been standing at that fucking map for like four days mm-hmm. yeah they also have just like dark circles around their eyes like hair a mess but they got good makeup people <laughs> so much coke so much cigarettes so much coffee those people <laughs> Dave, Dave, that, i'm gonna go make myself more coffee there you go and david Muir's on abc he's a good looker he's a good looking guy <laughs> that's your type <laughs> i want that man delivering the news to me not some old like all right tom brokaw here tom brokaw here. remember tom brokaw? Oh, tom brokaw his voice or his speech got real fucked up oh you see they're up bleeding here in the third side no david Muir yeah me, you, you do a great tom brokaw you could try out for snl just in tom, <laughs> tom brokaw Tom Brokaw narrated the news for the very early part of my childhood, always on. My grandma loved Tom Brokaw for some reason. I was like, why? He spoke with conviction and you believed everything he said. Yeah, I believe everything I said when I thought like this. <laughs> What's going on here? Dude, uh, you're so good at that. <laughs> today, drugs, sex, Bill Clinton. That's what happened in the White House. What was called, what the kids say is a BJ happened there. And it's not an extra value meal you can get at McDonald's. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. Good night. From the NBC, from all of us at NBC. Good night. Good night. Good night. I love it. I love it too. I love you. And uh, don't, you know, don't be psycho. Get on your next call and we'll hang out soon. Uh, see ya. Bye. Bye.